This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net, and today's podcast can also be found at GorillaSocialMediaHQ.com. Today's podcast is an excerpt from my latest book I wrote with Jay Conrad Levinson called Gorilla Social Media Marketing. Uh, the book's available, of course, in Kindle, uh, iPad, iBook formats, uh, as well as, of course, old-fashioned hard copy. You can find it uh, at Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, Amazon.co.uk. Uh, you can even buy it in India. Uh, and if you happen to bump into me at an event, uh, I'll even sell you a copy. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about guerrilla social media marketing. And what we're going to do today is cover Chapter 7, which is Guerrilla Social Media Marketing Defined. So here we go, Chapter 7. Chapter 7, Guerrilla Social Media Marketing Defined. Guerrilla marketing in its purest form is about achieving conventional goals using unconventional means. There are a lot of people using social media as a marketing tool, but many are still approaching it as if it were a conventional marketing media. They're spending a lot of time, energy, and resources blasting out content, pitches, and generic marketing slogans and offers. Guerrilla social media marketing is about being ROI-focused and leveraging the time invested in marketing activities. You leverage your investment by combining your time, energy, and money with innovation, imagination, and community contribution. As a side note, as the author here, not reading directly from the book, but that last element is really key. Uh, Guerrilla marketing talks about innovation, uh, imagination, and knowledge, uh, but there's that key ingredient in guerrilla social media marketing that's very important, and that is that community contribution. As a sidebar in the book here, it says, guerrilla marketing is about achieving conventional goals using unconventional means. Instead of large sums of money, your weapons are information, imagination, innovation, and community. So here we go. What you lack in resources, you must make up in resourcefulness. Even if you have a lot of money to invest, think like a gorilla and look for smart ways to invest your time, energy, imagination, and information. Being able to achieve conventional goals by these unconventional means will give you a huge advantage over the competition. Since the term guerrilla marketing was coined in 1984, there have been more than 20 million books sold on the topic. Of course, these books were written by J. Conrad Levinson and his co-authors making it the best-selling marketing series of books of all time. That's my own sidebar there for you. It is literally a household name for many people in business. With the wide use of any term, there is always misuse or misunderstanding, and guerrilla marketing is no different. Many people have mistakenly used the term to describe brand hijacking, pirate marketing, and underhanded business tactics like domain squatting or well-organized web attacks on websites. Brand hijacking and pirate marketing are designing a website, picking a company name, or using corporate colors of other businesses in an attempt to confuse the customer and capitalize on someone else's hard branding work. Although this may be technically legal and difficult to dispute in a court of law, it is unethical and not part of the guerrilla way. Unethical actions are poisonous and not discovered, and actually once discovered, will spread throughout your entire network, killing your credibility. Three directions at once. These are some of the core characteristics of guerrilla marketers and effective guerrilla marketing. Three directions at once. To hit your lofty business goals, you need a business growth strategy that is is geometric, not incremental in its growth. Your business growth needs to happen in three ways all at once. These three ways are one, more profitable transactions, two, more frequent transactions, and three, referral transactions. More profitable transactions. Profit is a function of awareness and obsession. It is the measuring stick that gorillas use to keep focused. 
traffic, sentiment, popularity, or desire for coolness only lead you down the wrong path. If you have to work 18 hours per day to turn a profit, you're actually broke. Time is money, and it's also what life is made of. Search constantly for ways to become more efficient in your business and marketing activities. True profit is having a financial net gain plus the time and the relationships to enjoy the bounty. Some areas to focus on to drive profit. ROI on marketing activities. Constantly evaluate and tweak the type of social media you use and how you use it. Always look for best practices and ways to improve and increase your results. Efficiency in procurement and manufacturing is another area. Technology and social networks can help you reduce your cost of procurement and manufacturing significantly. Find ways to improve your distribution and payment terms with suppliers. Also look at ways to carry fewer inventories using just-in-time inventory systems and manufacturing partners. A sidebar here for me is a great company to look at that does an exceptional job of that is BuildDirect.com. You can also follow their CEO at Jeff Booth on Twitter. Another area to help increase and become more profitable is customer follow-up and retention. Repeat customers are more profitable than new customers. Once established, customer relationships can be perpetuated with much less investment than it took to get them started. Too many salespeople, marketers, and business owners are too focused on new business. They miss the diamonds scattered in their own backyard. Make nurturing and growing existing customer relationships a priority. It's a very profitable act. Lastly, outsourcing and delegating. Question everything about your business processes. Are there expensive business processes that you can outsource and have done for less? Are there well-paid staff or executives doing things that should be delegated to more junior staff? Are there manual processes that can be automated? Find ways to get lean by outsourcing, automating, and delegating. A good resource for that, by the way, is, of course, Stephen Jagger's company, OutsourcingThingsDone.com. Steve, of course, is also the co-author of Sociable with me. More frequent transactions. Velocity of cash flow is very important to business growth. Frequent purchases create that velocity. Frequent purchases come from ongoing value-added contact and because you always know what's next. Plan your marketing strategy to intentionally expand use of products and services by your customer. After an initial purchase, are you sending additional offers via email? Are you engaging existing customers online and monitoring their activity for potential signs that they have a need for what you offer? Do you look for additional products and services from Fusion Partners that you could offer to your clients? Start thinking about ways you can create more frequent purchases. Referral Transactions Generating business via referrals is another leverage method of generating sales. Gorillas have multiple ways for people to refer business to them. The most important factor is that you must be referable. To be referable is about keeping promises, supplying a superior product or service, and providing an incredible customer experience. All of these play a big role in how successful you will be generating referrals. You must also make it easy for people to refer business to you. Make sure all of your business information is easy to share and in multiple media formats online. It's about them. Most corporate blogs and websites are dry and boring. Traditional marketers tend to create a lot of content about them. They are me marketers. Most marketing is also too sanitized and a monologue. Social media does 
doesn't allow this to work. When someone hits your blog and it doesn't talk about them, their challenges, and what's important to their life, they leave and never, ever come back. If you don't allow them to make comments on your site or post negative feedback, they will use tools like Google, SideWiki, Yelp, Twitter, or Facebook to tell the world about how they feel. Today, you can't sanitize your brand and no one wants a monologue. They want to be heard. Guerrilla social media marketers get customer-focused by driving deep into online communities and answering and asking questions, by writing a web, web content that doesn't boast about corporate greatness but talks about solutions to the customer's challenges, by listening, responding, and helping instead of using marketing dot monologues, and, of course, providing multiple channels for feedback through major social networks and tools, tools like live chat. Mashup. Gorilla's mashup media, networks, and ideas to collaboratively create powerful marketing campaigns. Too many people are us versus them people. They tend to debate which media is best, contrasting print advertising versus web advertising, Twitter versus Facebook, or blogging versus YouTube channels. You need to understand that any of these tools alone will never be as effective as an integrated marketing strategy using multiple media and marketing activities. A mashup is a combination of multiple media, and those marketing combinations greatly increase the speed and effectiveness of your engagement strategy. The Altimeter Group and Wet Paint did an in-depth study of the world's top 100 brands using social media. Their findings indicated that those brands that used multiple social media weapons and marketing combinations developed a significantly higher level of engagement online than those that only used a few social media tools. Don't just stop at mashing it up online. Take it a step further and ensure that you use traditional guerrilla marketing weapons to augment your social media attack. One of the things that makes Starbucks such a powerful social media brand is the fact that it has so much offline marketing, advertising, and brand exposure. Although we'll be working on a seven-sentence social media marketing plan in this book, it's important that you as a guerrilla marketer have an overall marketing plan that complements and works with your social media plan. Use upside-down marketing. Gorillas make sure their social media activity is 90% connection and community contribution and 10% well-placed and customized marketing messages. When people think of marketing traditionally, it's a well-crafted, sanitized, and polished message that is pushed out to the consumer. Social media is social. Much of your success will be based upon your ability to build social capital and trust with the community networks you're part of. People are overwhelmed with noise. From television to radio to direct mail and even to Twitter, there's just too much chatter for the average consumer to focus. Some people argue that a well-written blog entry or a clever marketing piece can get above the noise and be the signal. The greatest beacon you can have in the marketplace that helps you permanently stand above the noise is relationships, not just differentiation. When traditional marketers send out a tweet, a direct mail piece, or an email blast, the question is, what can I get from these people? The message is usually about why you should buy something from them and make them a profit. The businesses that are profiting the most from social media purposefully and consistently look for ways to add value and deepen relationships with the online community. Sometimes adding value is as easy as simply listening to customers and letting them know they've been heard. 
Other times, it may mean creating an entire community platform or social network that specifically talks to the needs and desires of your target market. For those that you, of you that are interested in social media, a great site which we recently acquired and are building as a community is called InSocialMedia.com, for instance. When you're putting together your contribution strategy, think about ways that you can help and contribute that are unique and as well as this, in addition to being unique, contribute more than your competitors think is practical and get more intimate than other marketers feel is comfortable. Technology Savvy Technology is not a casual love affair for guerrilla social media marketers. You must be married to technology. This means mastering the social media weapons you use so that you can outperform and outengage any competitor on any playing field. By listening to your customers in- intently and watching their movements and behaviors online, you'll begin to develop the ability to spot trends and identify which tools you need to master. Ultimately, it's about your customers and your prospects. So don't worry about the latest, greatest, newest technology that other marketers are talking about. Sometimes the technology your customers want to use isn't sexy. Using those platforms may not win you awards from peers, but they will make you profits. As a personal sidebar, as a personal note, I have always found using LinkedIn about as exciting as watching paint dry. Now, with that said... My core clients, organizations that can hire our social media agency, they can engage us in our Sales Point 2.0 and our social media training and seminars are on LinkedIn. This is the highest concentration of them. So although I don't find the platform exciting, I make an effort daily to be where my customers are. Nanocasters. Gorillas build an army of supporters and customers one very personal interaction at a time. Too many marketers spend too much time in their ivory towers and not enough time on the street where their customers are. Using nanocasting to reach your nano markets gives you a key competitive advantage over others in the marketplace. There are many ways to nanocast depending upon your business. A fitness club with 10 locations in different cities can nanocast by setting up individual Twitter accounts and blogs for each location. Each location will have its own demographic group of specific interests and lifestyle that is driven by region. You will find online that many organizations will have one corporate Twitter account and a corporate blog that talks generally to a broad audience. The most important audience for those fitness clubs is the people within two miles of that location. Local staff members writing local blog entries and having conversations with their community can more effectively engage and develop relationships than a faraway corporate voice. But that alone is not nanocasting. That's really niche casting. A gorilla will take her lists of Twitter folk in a region that she follows and create specific lists of people. They can be broken down by what fitness classes they attend, fitness level, gender, exercise preferences, and even nutrition interests. It It would enable her to have very specific personal conversations, establishing a deeper level of rapport than a generic marketing tweet or corporate reply. Another example of nanocasting could be a YouTube auto care video series specifically for people who collect Chevy trucks, produced between 1945 and 1960. The companies that would benefit from this series would be an aftermarket parts manufacturer, a metal fabricator, or a do-it-yourself auto magazine publisher. That one nanomarket may not be enough to build a business on, but if you were to produce 10 different series based upon various vehicle makes, those 10 nanomarkets could easily help you build a profitable business. Attention to detail. Mind-blowing customer experience is what sets guerrilla marketers above the rest. 
Today, although customers are more connected than ever, their expectations for major corporations around service are actually quite low. Major corporations and traditional marketers take advantage of this and deliver acceptable, mediocre service. The magic in delivering a mind-blowing customer experience is its ability to turn customers into raving fans and raving fans into advocates. With all the social media at their fingertips, your customers now have taken ownership of your brand and through their conversations with you and others can lift that brand up or tear it to shreds. Paying attention to detail in social media means paying attention to how quickly your blog loads, how efficiently you respond, the implied tone in your tweets, and how user-friendly your contact form is on your website. Attention to detail also means using social media to monitor specific customers and understand everything about them, from what restaurants they like to go to, to where they go on holiday, to what their favorite sports team is. Use this detailed information to deliver customized, specific customer experiences to people. When your customers discover you have taken the time to learn more about them, you're no longer a pitch artist and a marketer. You're a trusted advisor and friend. Honor relationships and value permission. Conventional business wisdom spawned the saying, it's not personal, it's just business. Gorillas know customers take away Customers take the way you treat them very personal. At the end of a marketing campaign, most people count the number of tweets, website visits, Facebook friends, and YouTube video views they amassed during the campaign. At the end of your marketing campaign, you need to focus on how many new relationships you started and how many existing relationships you deepened to greater levels of consent. Although profit is how we need to measure the success of our marketing over time, strong customer relationships are what lead to those profits. Relationships lead to a point where the customer will give you consent to market specific things of interest to them. As Jay Levinson says, never fail to distinguish between your B-list customers who should be treated like royalty and your A-list customers who should be treated like family. There are several levels of relationship development in social media. In fact, after the initial purchase by a customer, most marketers and salespeople feel their job is done. The initial purchase is actually just the beginning of a long-term profitable relationship based upon genuinely contributing and connecting at all stages. Before the purchase, there are several stages of relationship development that you will move through with customers. The five stages of consent. The five stages of consent are discovery, consumption, interaction, connection, and consent. As a sidebar, Permission to connect has put the power in the consumer's hand. Seek and treat them like gold. It's kind of like dating. Don't ask someone to marry you on the first date. And here's the key. This is the process. It's really about not asking people to marry us on the first date from a social media marketing perspective. So let's look at these five stages again. Discovery, consumption, interaction, connection, and consent. Discovery. Discover is exactly what it sounds like. For the marketer, you will discover new clients and new community members through the use of guerrilla intelligence tools and, of course, referrals from the community. For consumers, discovery can happen in many ways. They may hear your name tweeted several times by their community. Their friend may email them a link to an interesting blog article you've written. Or Google can deliver them right to your website through a keyword search. This step is about finding the right connections and being found by the right connections. 
One of the reasons why gorillas always have to be on and ready to engage is that we usually have less than 15 seconds to make that good first impression to move consumers to the next step of permission. We cover this in greater depth when we talk about building your gorilla headquarters, which is your blog or social site. It is, however, vital that your website or blog is designed in a way that immediately establishes credibility with the audience you're targeting. Consumption, the next step. Now that you've qualified to qualify and visitors have not abandoned your site or clicked away from your Twitter profile, they will begin to consume the content you create. Too many people at this point immediately spring into action, blasting their visitors or new connections with marketing messages, special offers, and various other types of me-marketing, like those boring, generic Twitter direct messages. Just don't do it. In order to engage, establish trust, and make people want to invest more time, energy, and effort into learning about us and what we can do for them, gorillas need to exceed their expectations with high-value content. This is where the quality of your blog, writing, the helpfulness of your studies and white papers, and the entertainment value of your YouTube videos all become very important. You gain consent by being trustworthy, and trust is based upon credibility. Credibility is challenging because it is contextual. Every human being has a slightly different definition or set of values that drives what they feel is valuable. Some people who read two blog posts they like about you may sign up for your email newsletter and send you a quick tweet. Other people may read your blog for six months, follow your your Twitter stream, and lurk about on Facebook observing you before you ever know they're there. Consistently produced high-value content using multiple social weapons ensures that your visitors can consume the information they want in the format they want in a time that is right for them. All this leads to interaction, where the customer you don't know hits your radar. Interaction. Interaction can happen in several ways. Sometimes you can jump right into the interaction stage if the timing is right. If you own an automotive garage and notice that someone on Twitter asked a question about winter tires, it is most likely this person will be open to you interacting with them and giving them answers. Interaction can also occur by your being proactive and visiting the blogs. Twitter profiles, and Facebook pages of your target market and making value-added comments and initiating conversations. Not spammy comments, not link backs to your website, but value-added, intimate conversations. The other form of interaction is, of course, the consumer-driven version, where after reading your blog for a time, prospects begin making comments. They may even ask a question or contribute their own content to your Facebook page or Flickr group or share a tweet of yours with their followers. All of these are door openers to the next stage of relationship development. Connection. Connection is a soft step in the stages of consent, but is often mistaken for consent to market. Connection is when someone adds you as a friend on Facebook, a connection on LinkedIn, or mutually follows you on Twitter. In the world of dating, it would be the equivalent of a connection on Match.com. It doesn't mean you're going to agree to go on a date, but it does say, hey, I'd like to learn more about you. It also says, I'd like to learn a little bit more about, I'd like you to learn a little bit more about me as well. Resist the temptation to push marketing messages, special offers, and all those type of me marketing at your connections. At this point, the person wants to learn more about you, not buy from you. This step is very important credibility building step. When someone connects with you on Facebook or LinkedIn in particular, that person is allowing us to see more of his or her world, their business, their personality, and to adjust our marketing and communications to match their credibility model and values. Consent. 
If relationships were currency, consent would be the gold standard. A lot of companies spend a lot of time gaining customers but neglect to truly build relationships, and so they miss long-term opportunities. On the other hand, there are a lot of social media marketers who have friendly chats, feel very liked and popular, but lack consent to market. Consent is where you move from feel-good, fuzzy marketing to monetization. You have consent when someone has agreed to subscribe to your newsletter and has given you an email address for that purpose. Consent can also be in the form of a question or inquiry over Twitter when someone asks you a specific question about a service you offer or a product you sell. Other forms of consent are when someone attends a free webinar by your company. It is usually assumed that you will give real-world educational value, but also at the end of your webinar, people expect a certain level of marketing or information on your product or services. A follow-up email thanking people for attending and providing some information on your business and offerings is also acceptable. Offline connections where someone bumps into you at an event and lets you know he wants to learn more about your business is, of course, one of the oldest forms of consent. Gorillas value this level of permission so much that they are very careful to respect boundaries and still keep a good ratio of high-value content interaction relative to marketing speak or offers. A proper guerrilla marketing attack has a beginning, a middle, but in most cases, no end. The same holds true for relationships. Once consent is gained, you move through your natural sales or marketing processes with that prospect. During this period, customers will still be consuming your great content on your blogs, Twitter, Google Buzz, or any other form they've connected to you on. The difference is these tools now are used to expand the customer's knowledge of what you can do for them and expand your knowledge of their core needs, challenges, and goals. After the initial sale, your goal is to continue to develop greater levels of intimacy, insight, and relationship with your customers. It costs a lot of money to gain good, loyal customers, and gorillas use relationships as an insurance on that investment. If nurtured properly, those relationships can pay year after year in the form of direct, mar- direct purchases as well as referrals. Guerrilla social media marketing is both a strategy and a way of thinking and living virtual values. It's about applying time-tested principles of community-building, relationship development, innovation, and imagination to the lightning-fast world of digital social networks. As we've said earlier, a guerrilla social media marketing attack has a beginning, a middle, but no end. That attack for one year or even longer before you reap the full benefits. Guerrillas know that in order to sustain a vibrant and powerful marketing campaign, they must have a home base from which to launch. In the next chapter, you will learn how to build and protect your Guerrilla Social Media Marketing headquarters. Well, that concludes Chapter 7 from Guerrilla Social Media Marketing. Uh, You can, again, download this podcast directly off ClosingBigger.net. You can find more information on the book at GuerrillaSocialMediaHQ.com. If you're looking for a speaker at your next conference on social media, Guerrilla Social Media Marketing, Sales 2.0, or Social CRM, you can, of course, email me, Shane, at socialized.me, or simply tweet me, at Shane Gibson.